Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we're hanging out with Coach Jimmy Hayes Nelson, a.k.a. Coach Jimmy. He has been a high-performance business coach for over a decade. His unique skill is helping his clients to seamlessly connect their personal stories to their product or service, creating a strong no like, and trust factor, helping you get more leads, more clients, connect more deeply with your clients. I think we can all use more of that. Welcome to the program, Jimmy. Good to have you here, man. Thanks, Brent. I'm uh, excited to be here. So... You talk to people about how to help them leverage their story. What does that mean? Yeah, I feel story is important because right now I feel like storytelling has become this this kind of this keyword all of a sudden. But what what I truly believe is that someone's personal story is their number one marketing tool to not only identify but connect with that ideal audience member. How do you connect with them? People do business with 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 businesses, with brands, with individuals they know, like, and trust. And storytelling is the fastest way to make that connection. And I feel like we as business owners, we want to lead with our stats. We want to lead with our accolades and how big we are, the amount of money or the things that we do. Where at the end of the day, we do business with people that we connect with. And storytelling is the fastest way to do that. And what I love to do and what I've been doing for 15 years is using my experience as a professional actor, as a professional storyteller and being on stages all over the world and on screen and movies and TV, and now as a public speaker and an MC and a host, is coming alongside those business owners that want to have a real impact on the people they're serving and show them how they have a personal story, even if they don't realize it, that can connect ideally with that audience that they want to serve so desperately. That's awesome. I uh, And I love that you have... You're bringing other skill sets like your acting training into business. I feel like with content these days and people being on social media, live streams, webinars, stages, I mean, I feel like, you know, compared to 20 years ago, there's so many opportunities for regular people, right? To jump on and start a business and get on social media and be able to create content. And there's so many more opportunities to do this stuff, but there also is like, I mean, there, there's a lot of training out there, but like it doesn't really focus on some of that stuff that you just mentioned, the storytelling aspect of it, right? People are just kind of, you know, throwing all this content out there, but not really thinking of like a good story arc or how to really hook people and grab attention and create tension, right? I mean, all of those types of skills, I feel like are things that people aren't maybe focusing enough time on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you hear, it's like with anybody that you hear from, go do this thing or here's stories greater. You know, if, if you're hearing about marketing, you're hearing about advertising, like this is great, but are we taking the time to give people practical steps on how to do these things? And so if I just go tell you, tell a story and you said, like you just said, normal people, this is so cool. We have, we have 
so much opportunity for anyone to start a business, for anyone to create a cause, to raise money, to do something beyond themselves, right? Because that's literally what we're doing, whether it's a business or a cause or a fundraiser, we're trying to have an impact beyond ourselves. And so if I tell you, just go tell a story, but I never take the time to teach you how to tell a good story to have the impact that you'll ever have, me telling you to tell a story didn't help at all. The same way that anybody with a product or service, if we don't take the time to teach the people we're trying to help how to do those things, that it's just a concept and it seems overwhelming like anything else in, in, in the world. My background for 15 years is in the health and fitness industry. I'm a former 100-pound overweight, three-time college dropout who had zero success growing up. And, and, and so I, when I used to work with those people, it was always like, what are the little baby steps we can start with? And I feel like sometimes when I tell somebody, what's your story? They look at it as, you know, Mount Everest and they're like, well, I don't know what my story is, or I don't know where to start, or they put too much in the story. And so it's just like with weight loss, just like with building a business, storytelling is about identifying what it is we're trying to do with this story. And then a few little tips that hopefully we can get into in our time here today that we can identify that we make sure that we add into our story to really have that impact with our ideal audience. And I definitely want to get into the how-tos uh, and, and, and drop some really great value for our, our listeners today. Something that I hear from agency owners a lot, though, is you know m- maybe they don't feel like their personal story relate so much to their business story. Like, Hey, I just make websites. Like it's nothing, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with like who I am as a person or I mean, you know, I just do digital marketing, right? It's not really, it's not really like who I am. Right. But how, how does somebody start to create that connection between like who they are outside of their skill set or their business? You know, what, what would be that first step to that? Yeah. And, and my, my loving pushback to those people would be like, there is always a person behind the brand. There's always, at the end of the day, I'm not doing business with your logo. I'm not doing business just with your service. I want to know who you are. And specifically, if we're looking for long-term success, if we're looking, you know, I know me as a consumer, I would prefer to do long-term business with people that I know, like, and trust, the people that I I know are in the foxhole with me. So here's an example. I work with a lot of real estate agents in the workshops that I do. And I used to get that same thing where it was like, oh, I'm just popping up open houses or here's my brokerage or you know, whatever. And I said, yeah, but my parents have been in the real estate industry for over 30 years. And what I know is that it's not if, but when there's going to be a hiccup in the process, right? And I think a lot of communication and storytelling is in setting expectation. I think good business is in setting expectations. Hey, don't promise me that nothing isn't going to, that, you know, everything's going to go completely smoothly. What I would rather you do is tell me, hey, I'm the person that you want in your foxhole if there's a hiccup, if things go wrong, when things go wrong. Let me let me tell you. And that comes back to a personal story. So as I started working with brands and big companies with that, that really had the exact same kind of, not objection, but hey, where does our personal story lie in this? I wanted to go back to, well, where did this business get started? Why does this matter to you, right? And, and, and really, that's what we do in a personal story. We tell some people why why we're just like them, right? Why we're like them, why, why we understand what their problem is, where their pain point is, even if it is designing websites or building out funnels or whatever, there's a pain point. No matter what your product or service is and your business is, there's a pain point there that probably the person behind the logo had the same pain point. And so if I can understand that story and understand why you decided to move into this thing, why is it important to you to give the best product and service there's usually a personal story there. And sometimes that story is the story about how the business got started. 
But man, what I find when I work with my clients, Brent, is that sometimes these stories, it's amazing. We, we do a bit of a story memory jogger with the people that I work with. And maybe we'll find some story about, you know, some crazy story about it at 12 years old, you know, some basketball injury story about overcoming something or something with their parents. Or it's just amazing when you start getting, you start reverse engineering with people, how they got into the business they got into some story from their childhood or their early teens. Or what I loved about your story as I was doing research was, was the detention story, right? Like this whole thing started at like lunchtime detention. And I'm like, this is a great story. And you're, you are a perfect example of it goes beyond a digital agency, you and a buddy and, and lunch detention. Okay. I'm always going to remember when I see you, I'm going to identify that. But think about this. If I'm in a room full of people with eight, with, everybody has a digital agency and this networking thing. And we're all talking like, what do you do? What do you do? And you're like, well, I run a digital agency. Oh, and, but when I stop by you and, you know, I see you grab your cocktail and I'm like, Hey, but what are you doing? And you're like, well, you know, when I was in high school and you just start with that, that one little thing, like, so when I was in high school, my buddy was in lunch detention and we had a conversation, even if it's just that one little thing that said, and then that led to us launching a digital agency, you're going to stand out in that room to me because you added mm. some little personal story to, I have a digital agency. You know, does that make sense? Now I'm going to start every conversation with somebody I don't know with, with that, right? Like, well, it does, I, mean, started, I, was, I was in lunch detention. Um, yeah. But I and think it's funny the, because as, as I was watching multiple interviews of yours, you do that really well. I don't know if you know that you do that well, but it's great because it, it's a branding piece. And so now I know, oh, oh, it was him and his buddy and it started in lunch detention. And because he knew his buddy was making money on the internet. Right. And so like, so I have some association with you, even if it's, this is towards the beginning of our relationship, I have a start point with you, mm. you know, the same way if, if I tell my story about being, you know, an overweight fat kid from West Texas, my very first time on stage was at an elementary school musical number that I had to be in stupid pajamas when I, when I'm giving my keynote talk and they're like, well, Jimmy's a storytelling coach. He helps people get more customers. What does being a little fat kid singing on stage in first grade have to do with that? Nothing and everything. Because as I tell my story, I explained to you, it's in that moment on stage was the first time I got an emotion, a positive emotional response from a peer group. It was the first time I felt accepted. And I knew early on in my life, my job was to be in front of audiences and get an emotional response to cause real change in their lives. And so I can share that story. So now when somebody does business with me, they know it's not, oh, this isn't just some money grab for Jimmy. Or this is just what he did or what he like. This is the latest business thing. This was inbred in me since I was a kid that my I like pouring life into people that want to build something bigger, right? And so the opportunity to talk to you and your audience today, I'm like, these are my people. I get this because everybody's trying to do something that has a real lasting impact and give the best service. And so if I can share to you why this is important to me, then that goes beyond my brand. The same way when I know how long you've been doing this and this started in high school and it was with you and a buddy and then that got sold and then you wanted to help other people do what you did. Your story is what draws people to you more so, even more so than the amazing service and the amazing community that you've already created as well. I think that really, just hearing you kind of walk through that really lands for me. And I, just thinking about you know how I might introduce myself or talk about that, I have I have definitely repeated that story a lot. Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. 
But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. I think something that people are are scared of when they're going to maybe put in their personal story to introduce their business or to right. introduce themselves on stage or whatever is, uh, you know, like what if the story they tell, you know, does the opposite? <laughs> like, what if it? What if, what if I'm talking to that straight A student that never went to detention and she has a, some horrible view of what lunch detention is? Right? Like, obviously, I've just, you know, now I've I've uh, I've, I've created a lens. That's a great question, though. Okay, so I'll use my story as an example of. So when I go through my entire story of being a hundred pound overweight, three time college dropout, I had to move back in with my parents in my early twenties. My mom's calling, saying, "Hey, we see all the the collection bills coming in," and I. I talk about how I went from, I just kind of gave up on my dreams at 23 years old. And I'm back here in Dallas, Texas, and I'm waiting tables and, I, and I've stopped trying to, I, you know, this dream that this little kid had died. And I share a moment that as I was getting ready to go bartend here in Dallas, and I just, you know, gone from trying to pursue something to just surviving every day. And I'm getting ready to uh, go wait tables, go upstairs, shower, wrap the towel around me, and, and, and normally 100 pounds overweight jumping out of the shower. You don't spend a lot of time in the mirror there, but I, I stopped for whatever reason in that day. And I just looked back and I didn't respect the guy looking back at me. Right. And I thought, and this may seem deep, but I really thought who who's going to love this. I'm like, like, you're going to be alone the rest of your life, Jimmy, if, if this is, this is where you are. And it was the first time in my life that I, I took hundred percent ownership for where I was. I'd been really good at like explaining away why things weren't working out for me. And so I share that story and I go on to tell you about how I took control of my health and fitness and how I launched a business out of that. Now, to go back to your point of well, what if what if my audience is doesn't have my same story? But that's okay. Because if the person I'm talking to never had a weight problem, they rocked in college, they never had to move back in with their parents. What they're thinking about when I'm sharing about a time in my life where I felt like I should have been further along, or I didn't respect the person I was looking at, or maybe I felt like I wasn't doing my best or felt like maybe it was, uh, you know, the part of the story where, you know, I feel like I'm starting to check the boxes, but the results aren't coming. People, your audience are thinking of their example of that. They're not thinking about me and my disappointments or me and where I, you know, about, about my story. They're finding the emotional levels in there and something that emotionally they connect with as well. So it may have, you know, that you don't have to worry about getting bogged down in the details. Like literally the more the more specific we make our stories, the more universal they are because it's about the theme and the emotion that we hit on more so than the actual details of how we got there if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So so you're you're essentially, I mean most of us think about ourselves most of the time anyways, right? And so Absolutely. always, when, you know, when you're telling your story if if you're worried about whether the story will be interpreted a certain way, 
I mean, as long as you're kind of being authentic and there is connection between your story and why you do what you do, that, you know, worrying if people connect exactly with or, or relate exactly to your story, you know, it's more about that, as you said, that emotion, that kind of higher level connection with them. Well, and, I, and real quick, I just want to add on the end of that. If we go back to the whole point of this is to find and attract our ideal client, right? So let's think about that. That's not everybody. And you probably deal with this when, when you know, I, I was listening to an interview you're talking about people that had really niched down and, and what was, you know, they got really clear on who they were serving, which is great. And so if, if there is a, an agency that they were really clear on that, then they're not trying necessarily to serve everyone. And where we, all of us as business owners get trapped sometimes or the pits that we, you know, that we fall into is uh, I can help anybody. Like I remember you even saying like that you would take it, you would just say yes. And then go to your team. Like, uh, we, I said yes to stuff we don't do yet. Right. Like, and we can get ourselves in traps that way. So sometimes in, in telling our story, we're, we're all, we're also excluding certain people as we are including. So if we're trying to get really clear on this is who I am serving and this isn't, this is who I'm not serving those vulnerability pieces, those details can help exclude people, you know, in the right way that, that we're not ideal to serve as well. So it's sometimes in those things where we're not necessarily trying to, you know, we're not trying to catch all the fish in the net. We have a very specific net. And that's what we do when we go through and we start crafting these stories. And when I work with people is let's craft the exact net to catch the fish that you're looking for, not necessarily all the fish. So Jimmy, what are some of the things that we can do once we, like once we're sold on this and I, I'm sold on it. I use story a lot, but you know, and I don't expect you to to teach us everything about storytelling in 15 minutes, but maybe, you know, what are some of the, I don't want to call them tricks or frameworks or structures mm -hmm. that can help with this? Because even in the example you gave of the agency owner at a cocktail, you know, party with lots mm -hmm. of other agency owners, right? We, we want to stand out somehow and sure. story is a way to do that. I think we've all been around somebody who tells a story that kind of goes on and on and you know, before long, you're hearing like crickets in the back and you're like, what yeah. is this person talking about? Like, and then they just like end the story and never release their business anyways. Right. But like, hey, we don't want to be that guy or gal. Right. I mean, so how, I mean, are there some, some ways to structure your story so you can deliver something that is short to the point in, in the right, for the right audience, in the right settings? Yeah, we definitely want to know where we're going to land the plane. Right. So as I, as I'm working with my clients, we start with the end in mind. It's when I sit down uh, in a workshop and I work with somebody or a one on one client, I literally ask, Who's your ideal client and what problem do you solve? And you would think those are two really simple questions for people. But let's say I'm working with health and fitness coaches and I get a question like, uh, I work, you know, I want to, I want to help stay at home moms. And my, the problem I solve is healthy eating. And I'm like, Yeah, but healthy eating isn't a problem. That's a solution. And, and what we, all of us, we get expert speak on the inside of our stories, right? We start talking in terms that our ideal client isn't necessarily talking in. We talk about the, you know, the, the professional speak on our, on our side. So when you asked about that, like, how do we keep these stories from rolling on and on? We really have about three to five minutes. You know, if I'm working with somebody to build out the personal part of their story, you know, I, I, we sit down and, and really can, can build out an entire, you know, 45, 90 minute keynotes. But really when we're talking about just the three to five minute story, there's three things I tell people they need to do. Number one, they need to show why you are just like your audience. Why do you struggle with something they struggle with? And how can you talk in their language? So one of the things that, that I'll ask somebody to do is 
tell me three sentences that your ideal customer said to their partner last night or said to their business partner last night in their words. And it's usually not real technical terms. It's things like overwhelmed, frustrated, stuck, wiped out, over, you know, it's it burnt out. It's like, what are these words? And so as we identify how our ideal audience is talking, when we're, when we're picking what the right personal story is, we want to use that same language. So I want to, number one, I want to tell you why I'm just like you in my story, why I've struggled with something. Number two, I need to tell you why I figured out something you haven't. It doesn't mean I'm the best expert in the entire industry. It just means I'm a few steps ahead of you. You know, and I feel like a lot of times what business owners do is they mute themselves because they see other people inside their industry that they deem as better or more qualified. And they think, oh, if somebody's going to get involved in this industry, they're going to go use, you know, XYZ because they have a bigger list or they have a bigger audience and stuff. And that's just, it. it's just not true because what we, what people don't realize is your personal story may be the exact one that that audience person uh, or that, that prospect connects with. So you need to tell me why you've struggled with something where you understand where I feel right now. And then you got to tell me why you kind of figured something else out and why this is important to you. Those are the three things that that really we try to focus on in that opening three to five minute story. I'd love to spend like a little bit more time on that number two, because I think that that. the obstacle that you help people overcome there, I mean, it's such a common thing when people are producing content for their business, right? Like they might be an expert or you know, even, even using the term expert. So some people feel like a little bit, you know, queasy about, right? They might think, yep. oh, I, I know how to set up funnels, but I don't think I'm a funnel expert because they're comparing themselves to every other person out there that's building funnels, yep. right? Or, you know, I know how to build websites on WordPress, but like I'm not the best right out there. And so I feel like people all the time are waiting for somebody to give them permission to make yes. content and to share their thing. And I, I just love it. Tell them why, tell your audience why you figured out something that the audience hasn't yet figured out. Not yeah. that like nobody else has figured out, but just like tell them something that you've, you've figured out that like they haven't figured out yet. And then that's a way for you to overcome that obstacle of like, Hey, somebody else has maybe already covered this topic in a different way. Right. I'm so passionate about this because it's my story. I muted myself for so long coming out when I was transitioning out of working in the health and fitness industry and really wanting to serve people. Cause what I didn't realize I was doing is 15 years with, with fitness professionals. I was doing the same thing. How do you use a story to, to, to build this health and fitness online business? Right. And I kept telling myself, I wanted to serve audiences outside of the health and fitness industry as well. But every time I would move into this, I kept thinking, okay, as a storytelling coach or a speaking coach or whatever you want to label me, I knew other people in the industry, many of which I've learned from or friends of mine or that would come up. And I kept saying, oh, I need their credentials first before I can do anything. Because if anybody's looking for this service, of course, they're going to go to these other, whatever you want to call bigger names. And then when I had to realize, like, and think about this, think of, okay, I want everyone to do this. Think of whoever is in your niche that you you deem bigger or better or more successful than you are, right? And you just think everybody knows this person's name. And then go outside and go stop 10 strangers and ask them if they know that person's name. And the answer is no. The answer is just no. We know it because we live inside these little tiny circles. 
right? Like I told you, like I'm going to help MC traffic and conversion in, in a week or so. And there's all these names that all these people know inside that building, but it's not real famous, right? It's like industry famous. But we, we assume that everybody that could ever use our product and service knows the big wig in our world just because that's the world we live in. It, it's just not the case. You know what? I was on a, uh, uh, I was presenting something to a, uh, a strategic partner of ours and I fell into that trap where I said something like, oh, you know, we're going to make this event, right? It'll, it'll be like the traffic and conversion of, of our industry, right? Of our, of our niche. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself like, oh, they're obviously they, they of course they know of this. Right. And, and, you know, we're like somewhere, you know, we're going through this presentation at some point, you know, one of the key people in the meeting was like, oh, hey, by the way, like a couple pages ago, you mentioned like, what, what the heck is traffic and conversion? Right. And so I think it's just like, it, it's so telling that we get into our little, our little zone, our industry, yep. right. Which oftentimes is very different than our market. Right. Like we oh, assume that people just know everybody that everything that we know and then that becomes like one of those, like the, the big dog in your head that's like, oh, you're not as good as, you know, you shouldn't do an event because traffic and conversion already has a big event, right? Well, right. it turns out like most people don't even know what traffic and conversion is, right? Except people that are in a very small And think group. about this. There are people that will come to your five-person workshop that would never go to traffic and conversion with thousands of people, right? Because I, I know that some of, the, some of the early events I ever went to where I got the most out of were these quote unquote smaller, newer events. But you know what? I got a thousand percent access to the expert in the room. I wasn't, there wasn't like five assistants keeping me from the person on the stage. Like I got more value from this smaller event from that person teaching than the big guru who it's like the, you know, the Wizard of Oz. I didn't have to go through like three curtains to get to the to the source. And so absolutely, like we tell ourselves, oh, I have to be that big. I have to create these huge things to have an impact or people aren't going to be interested. And there's people that would rather come spend a half day workshop with you, either virtually or in person around a table where they're getting to interact. Then we see these huge events with all the Vera lights and it looks like a broad and man, the performer in me loves the Broadway show aspect. And I used to fall into that. We're like, same thing with like my video content. I wanted everything to either look like you know, an MTV music video, or I wanted every live event I ever did to look like a Broadway show because that was the performer in me. But I realized that that isn't what my audience necessarily wanted. Almost somehow the flashier I was, the less people could relate with me. And so, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. And so, you know, and, and half the time, the people we're trying to reach, they don't know the person that we're trying, we're comparing ourselves to, or we assume is better at this than what we are. Any, as, as we think about sharing our personal story more often in our business, which is a, a big thing of kind of what you're, you're selling people, you're persuading people to do on this show today is incorporate more of their own storytelling into how they introduce themselves, how they talk about their business, how they talk about their services. Are there any like pitfalls, like, you know, Hey, don't talk about topics related to blank. You know, I mean, have you seen <laughs> people tell a personal story trying to get people to engage with them where it's clearly there's, there's not a connection or it's too big of a gap to, uh, to jump through in order to connect it. Right. I mean, it's like a story that almost repels the exact people that they want to attract. There's two points to that. I think the first one is if for whatever reason, the story that we were to pick 
has a very emotional tie to it. Maybe because there are some tragic stories that beautiful things were born out of, out of some tragedy. I always encourage the people that I'm working with is you have to be through whatever that personal trauma was before you can share that story. Because the last thing, especially if I'm watching like a, like a, like a public speaker is I never want to be worried about the speaker that they're, and it doesn't mean that people don't get emotional. I, I get emotional when I talk about the things. There's times that sharing that story about moving became with my parents. And, and there's times that I've, I've gotten teary sharing that story because I remember what that felt like. But my audience never is afraid that I'm going to melt down in the middle of it as well. So I guess number one is if there is an emotional piece to your story, make sure it's something you've processed that you can make it okay for your audience as you take them through maybe what is a difficult story. The second part about that, I just think, it's, it's just making sure you're serving the audience. It's about them. It's about, are you taking care of them? And it's really easy. So, you know, you said that there's certain people that they'll, re- they'll go on and on about a story and you're like, do you have a point? So everything always needs to come back to how is this part of the story serving my audience? How is it taking them from point A to point B? And point B is what a successful story does is by the end of the story, you want to engage with me further, right? You want to go on and learn more. You want our relationship to continue. That's what a successful story is. And so I would just encourage as, as you, we start putting these stories together, you're going through uh, you know, a checklist, then that's what you start doing is like, is this taking them where I want them to go? Because by the end of the story, I want them to go, yes, this guy or this girl gets me and I need them to get me to the next point and want to continue that relationship. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white-label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. And I love the, uh, I mean, those are two, I wrote those points down. Jimmy, I always love these podcasts where I get to like take my own notes, but (laughs) having, having, having processed that trauma and then coming back to that second point of serving the audience, because I, you know, yeah. we've hosted a lot of stages, and I have seen people that I love dearly talk about some kind of trauma or adversity that they are in the midst of. Yeah, and the audience is their ideal customer, and they really want the the audience to engage with them. They want them to yeah. like go, you know. And all I'm thinking to myself is like, wow, you just like kind of told people that you're a hot mess right now. And yeah. you're, you're wanting, like, I, if I was in the audience, I'd be like, well, there's no way I'm going to have my project assigned to that company. Right. Like, yeah. or if I did, I'd start to kind of like go, oh, wow, this person's kind of like in, in a bad place right now. Like that's kind of like scary. And I think that's like, uh, I haven't seen it happen very often, but I do see that, that filter of just saying like, Hey, have you processed this? Is there a have we kind of gone through the hero's journey on this one yet or not? Um, and then, you know, maybe be wary of stories that you're kind of in the midst of. They're, they're, they're unfolding right now and they might not be serving your audience. You definitely need to bounce back. And so without like a whiteboard here, but like a good, it would be like if things are good, things got bad. I definitely need you in the story to take me back up, right? Like this is where I figured this out because a, a, not a great story is things are good, things got bad. 
They got a little better, then they got crappy, then they, well, we're kind of still, this is a hot mess. Like, I need to know, it's not about you being perfect, but I do need the upswing of, man, we made this mistake, and this is where things were darker, this is where we messed up, and the vulnerability piece is key. Like, you got to show me, you have to be willing to show some, some wounds, but I need the upswing somewhere of, even if you're on the way. Right. It's 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 showing me, hey, and now we're on. the. We figured this out and we're back up. And this is why I'm excited to take you with me as we're going to the promised land or whatever the story is from there. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. If it's just, hey, and then we still deal with this and this is still a hot mess and we're still struggling with this. But that's the part where the second part of that, why you figured out something I haven't, because if you're still like struggling with this, why do I need you? Because you're just as hot mess as I, as I am at the, at the time. So you're absolutely right that the vulnerability piece is key. And, and the, one of the thing I want to add about the vulnerability piece, because people are like, man, what are they going to judge me if I, if I share something that I struggled or a failure? And I always use the example of, did you ever see the movie Eight Mile with Eminem? And it's I, been I, I bring, years, but yeah, okay. I, I have seen so, Eight Mile. Quick, quick recap for the audience real quick. And I actually rewatched it because I referenced this movie often. I was like, I should rewatch this. But long story short, beginning in the movie, Eminem's in a rap battle with a guy and he freezes up and he gets booed off stage. End of the movie, he has a chance to redeem himself. And right before he goes on stage, his buddy's like, dude, what are you, what are you going to say if, uh, you know, that dude stole your girlfriend and you lost your job and you moved back in with your mom? And what are you going to say when he says all that? And you see Eminem freeze for a second, right? And then Eminem takes the mic and he says all that stuff about himself first, right? And what I remind people is when's the last time somebody was vulnerable with you and shared some things, some failures they had, some things they weren't proud of, a time that they stubbed their toe, or maybe it was a big deal and you judge them, unless you're a jerk. Usually you don't. Usually we give so much grace to somebody that's like, here, let me show you where I messed up, right? It's the person that just takes ownership and takes the power back of their mistakes. But then how much better is that? You can go, look, here's where I goofed up. Here's my vulnerable moments. And what I'm going to be able to do for you is help you avoid this. What our clients, what our ideal audience wants us to do is shrink the time and money that we spent to learn something, right? You hear Tony Robbins talk about taking decades into days. That's exactly, that's what people pay for is the pivot, right? When you're like, man, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in 15 years to figure this out. And now I'm going to help you do it in a two-day workshop or whatever it is, or I'm going to help you, you know, we're going to put together XYZ as part of this agency where you're not going to have to spend the same time and mistakes that we made. And it's, it's, that's, that's why we share the mistakes to say, look, I went and did this. I stubbed my toe. Here's the pain points because I want to help you avoid that. And then that's why those people are going to, they're going to use your story. The, the, the hiccups of the story is going to help them avoid that by working with you. I love that. Uh, he starts out his rap with, with those, you know, those shortcomings or whatever. And, yeah. and two, like, I feel like when you see somebody who does it or is not vulnerable, I almost feel like it's easier to judge that person than it is the person who was really vulnerable and kind of put their cards out there. Right? It's kind of because they are taking the power back. It's a lot harder yeah. to judge somebody who kind of says, hey, this is who I am. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, take it or leave it. This is who I am. Right. Versus somebody who comes up and just kind of acts like everything is is perfect and everything's fine and everything's normal and they've never had any issues or problems in their life. Right. Like that person, you're kind of like, mm, I'm not sure about that. Right. Like it almost, like, you know, like, there's, you know, there's either skeletons in the closet and you don't trust them 
or we just don't like those people. Like the person that gets on stage and is like, every Instagram post I make, I end up with 50 DMs of people closing things and I get 100% email open rate and I've never, like, I don't like you. Like, I can't relate <laughs> with you. It's the same reason, like, think about your favorite movie. Like, there's nobody's favorite movie is when, like, the beginning of the movie, the guy has the girl and the money and everything. You're like, I don't like this guy. Life came too easy for him, man. We like the Rocky story. We like why Mission Impossible movies start with, you know, Tom Cruise getting punched in the face and we don't know where he is and we have to go <laughs> on the journey with him. Like, there's reasons these stories work. And you're absolutely right. That perfect polished person, we either go, this is too, because, because we savvy audiences, right? We're like, this is too good to be true. There's a skeleton in this closet somewhere. And so we're either looking and we don't trust them or we just don't like them because they're not um, relatable. In fact, I'll use my, my health and fitness business, my initial business as one of those. Like I told you, uh, I'm a hundred pound weight loss story. I used to work with, or still do have a relationship with Beachbody, the P90X insanity people. I'm in those insanity workouts. And when insanity came out and it started getting a lot of, a lot of notoriety, I stopped. I felt like I had this pressure to be like kind of the fitness guy. So I stopped sharing with people where I came from. So I had a new audience that just assumed I had always been in shape. And what happened was I gained followers, but nobody was doing business with me because they couldn't relate with me anymore. They thought, oh, Jimmy's always been in shape. He doesn't understand where I'm coming from. He doesn't understand my pain points because somewhere along the way, I had decided I was ashamed of my old story and I stopped sharing it. And what it was just a reminder to me is whether that's me sharing a fitness story or sharing, you know, business struggles or, or anything else like that. Like we got to continue to share that story and we have to share it over and over and over again because we, every time we assume everybody's heard our story, the answer is it isn't. You know, you, you talk about this in your marketing about how, you know, uh, you know, lead gen never stops. And so it's, and sometimes maybe it's just continuing to find new ways to tell our same story or to tell then maybe our story, we start telling the story of our clients as well. And how does our client's story relate with our story and how maybe we're collecting, you know, it started with your story and then you're transforming this client and this client. And the next thing you know, you have a bucket of stories, you know, and that that's that, and then that makes people even more excited because then that's that's social proof that it didn't just work for you, that it worked for the people that work with you as well. And as we start collecting stories, then we're not always just relying on our own personal stories. We can also weave in the stories of the people that we've helped as well. Coach Jimmy, this has been a fantastic conversation around story. I feel like there's all there's all sorts of additional things that I'd love to to pick your brain on with this topic, but we uh, we got to get into our our lightning round. So are you ready oh, right, for a lightning, lightning round? round? Yeah, let's do this. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? That hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I, I just feel like I think where things shifted for me was this idea of don't get ready, stay ready. And it, it, and it was just having to shift who I was as a person because I used to just blame other people for my circumstances. And it wasn't until I really got locked in with what my daily routines are and my daily disciplines. And so when opportunities pop up, like to be on this show like this, that it's not about getting ready, it's about staying ready. And that, that only happens when we take all the actions when there is no audience, right? We have to show up and do the work before there's the audience. And for me, um, that's really what I kind of build my my entire philosophy of life around. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, my mindset. 
I used to tell people it wasn't it wasn't losing 100 pounds. It's it's the battle I choose to fight with my mind every morning. So I have to attack my mind before my mind attacks me. And the way I do that is first thing in the morning is I, I put on some kind of positive audio and something that speaks life into me because that old version of me still lives in here and um, he can be a bear at times. And so what I choose to do is kind of punch that dude in the face before he has a chance to wake up in the morning. And I do that. The minute I wake up, I got something positive on and I have a whole routine that I do in the morning to set up for success. I really do feel the mindset piece of things is everything as far as business, physical relationships, everything else. Can you share an internet resource, an app or tool that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? Uh, an app or tool that I use regularly. Yeah, for me, it's it's my workout. So I use my Beachbody On Demand app so I can work out anywhere, even when I'm, I travel a whole lot. I'm in... Um, you know, hotel rooms and, and stuff. And so for me, it's it's this non-negotiable to get my body moving every day as well. So for me, I use my Beachbody On Demand app. And what book would you recommend and why? Holy smokes. Um, the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. Um, what I love the most about that book is it sets a real expectation of what this life is. It isn't just a bunch of rah-rah. And it shows you what I love the most about the book is it says, if you're on the right track, here are some crappy things that are going to happen along the way to let you know you're on the right track. And it was a book that I was introduced to early on, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. That really set me up to be prepared for this for the long haul, which has now become a 16-year career. Awesome, man. Well, we will link out to The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. I think it's the first time it's been mentioned on the show. So I always love no way. new okay, books nice. to make it into our, uh, into our show notes library. Uh, so if you are listening to this in the car or on a run or like me on a bike ride and you want to get all those takeaways, nuggets, links, check it out, yougurus.com slash podcast. We'll link out to that Darren Hardy book, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, as well as lots of quotables, things like I was ashamed with my old story. So you stopped kind of telling it, right? I mean, things yeah. like that we'll have in our show notes and, uh, and yeah, Coach Jimmy, how can people find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah. So I find what people struggle with the most is literally just figuring out what, what's the right <clears throat> personal story. We talked about a lot of things that can be overwhelming to try to take it all in just this interview. So what I've put together is a story well-crafted checklist for you. And what you do is just go to storywellcrafted.com. What it is, it's a checklist that you can download right to your phone that's going to take you through a bit of a story memory jogger some things you may not have thought of. It's going to show you and remind you the three things that you need for every good story. And that's going to allow you to start putting together this story to have the impact you want with your ideal client. So just go to storywellcrafted.com. Awesome. And like our other resources from today, uh, Jimmy will make sure that that's, uh, that link is on our show notes at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Or if you're just sitting there right in front of your computer on your phone, type in storywellcrafted.com. Grab that checklist. Maybe I didn't have to take so many notes today. I could have just downloaded the checklist, <laughs> and uh, I would have been I would have been set. So my my hand is tired from 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 taking notes, man. But uh, I'm gonna go grab that checklist right now at StoryWellCrafted.com, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through that for my own stories. I, I do appreciate your tips and your uh, your compliments on my own story today, but it's always something that we got to work on. I mean, you, you don't ever have to you don't ever get to stop refining your story and uh, and learning and processing this stuff. So I really appreciate you stopping by the program today. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. This has been a blast. All right. That is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.